alphamedia.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Diamond Nine. Gamezilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, my producer, the Deadite Knight. Grimlock, how are you now? Oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Pitter-patter. All right, welcome to episode 257 of the GameZilla Podcast, brought to you by our lovely, lovely patrons. Yes, our supporters, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Thank you so much. Your financial contributions to GameZilla Media keep this show free and available to you every week, as well as the other six or so, I guess the count varies, podcasts that we offer every single week at GameZillaMedia.com. And uh, for just $1 a month, you start getting special perks that... People who are non-patrons don't get. At the $5 level, you get exclusive access to shows only available on Patreon.com slash Media, including the recordings of the GameZilla podcast pre-show and uh, things like GameShark from The Legend of Retro. And uh, spoiler alert, I'm featured on an upcoming episode oh of the GameShark. Pretty excited. Give the- yourself some sort of like... <laughs> Negative sound effect. Those Legend of Retro boys, they're smitten with me. They're going to try and steal me away from you. They can have you. That's probably for the best. I was going to say, they they can have you. So uh, start your patronage today, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, and start getting exclusive perks from the GameZilla crew. All right. So, yeah, if uh, anybody wants to recruit Deadite, just let me know. I will uh, terminate his contract immediately. I already have someone in the in in the waiting wing here. I, I could be a hot free agent. Yeah, I'm lukewarm. I could be a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll agree with that. Yes, you could be a free agent. Yeah, yeah. But for now, you are stuck here dealing with us. But uh, we got some news to get into. I'm going to let you make bubbles with your water bottle. Yeah, I just wanted to see what that would feel like. All right, well, we're about to get into the news. So I'm going to let you uh, prep yourself over here. Uh, we got some. some big, you can prep yourself. <laughs> we got some big topics, so here we go. Let's get into the news. Boop 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 boop. Just doing this right. Just doing my job. It's just a lot to do, you know. Free agent. Free agent. Free agent. For sure. Free agent. It's happening right All now. Right. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download. Topic number one. Deadite's a free agent. <laughs> no, it's Mortal Kombat 11. All right. Mortal Kombat 11. You heard us talking about it a ton last week. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> it was as loud as I thought I could yell appropriately. <laughs> I was about to say, I was say, that wasn't even a yell. That was like a... Oh, it's what like a senior that? citizen yelling for help in a in a retirement home. Like, oh, 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 I want more pudding. God damn, kids, kill my one. Oh man, is uh, it fight to the death or is it just a fight to get your hands on the rummy cards? Anyways, 
MK11. It's out. We got our hands on it. Dead Eye, I'm gonna. I want you to kind of take it away with. You're you're the the big MK fan here. I want you to definitely uh, start this off with. I don't know your your build up to getting the game, and then maybe like your first your first thoughts once you pop that disc in, and get into whatever you want to cover because I have mine already kind of bullet pointed out. So if you hit some of them, I'll just skip mine. All right, so so my anticipation for this game has been strong ever since it was formally announced at the Game Awards in December. So that was when we saw the first glimpse of the trailer. And, you know, a lot of fans of Mortal Kombat or NetherRealm Studio games has known this game exists because there was even, I think, a screenshot that was just in it was just in the background of an interview at NetherRealm Studios where they were talking about Injustice 2. There was like a image of Baraka or something on a computer. So people already knew the game was was well into into development like a year ago. But it was easy to work under assumptions that as soon as Injustice 2 was complete, NetherRealm Studios was going to go full force into making the next Mortal Kombat game. So I was really excited for the fact that the game was formally announced in in December, and we only had to wait till April to get the game. That's really not too bad, just a four-month waiting period. And uh, they they, they did the combat casts pretty consistently every week from late January all the way up to the release of the game where they would show off uh, new announce new characters usually one or two every week and then do like a tech demo to show you the kits that the the characters were going to come with and just sort of giving you a little bit of insight of the way they were building this game all the way up to the release a week ago and so that had me really engaged every single week usually it was Thursday afternoon and it was almost always four o'clock which is right when i get home from work so i was getting home on thursdays you know just grab my phone and watching them you know just show off the new characters on facebook and it was sort of a slow build for me because it just felt like they kept announcing a lot of characters that you were like yeah duh of course sonya's gonna be in the game yeah duh, <laughs> of course scorpion's in the game like you know like it just took a long time for us to start getting excited with either them bringing back characters that weren't in Mortal Kombat X or showing off the couple new characters in the game. So it was sort of this weird like limbo stage where I was like sick of hearing about the game because it was just stuff that we were that was obvious. It, it was stuff that was going to be in the game. And then, you know, as the last month came around, that's when they were showing off the new characters. That's when we were learning more about the different modes in the game. And boom, it, it dropped last week. Uh, Grim and I went out on our lunch breaks to get our copy so we could rush straight home after we were done with work for the day and pop it in and get going. The day one patch was not very big. It was just a couple gigs. Yep. So it installed real quick. So it was about like a 12-minute download and install. And I was in the game playing. And the, the first thing I did right away was go and grab Noob Cybot and go straight to a tower, start learning the character. Noob Cybot, voiced by a Michigan resident Sean Chiplack which uh, Chiplock, which we uh, we interviewed back in the day yeah. did all the noob uh, voice work so that's super exciting too yeah so I there was some hesitation into going into this game for me because my main got left out reptile has been my favorite Mortal Kombat for good character. reason because reptile sucks man that 
That hurts. Now you're, you see, you're just trying to no, be antagonistic. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Ever since they like just turned him into like a permanent lizard and kind of unninjified him, I just have not been a fan. Like, give me Reptile back when he was wearing his cool Sub Zero mask, but just green, and I was all about Reptile. Then they turned him into this like this <laughs> lizard dude, and I just I lost all interest. He's he's a trash player. See, and anybody that plays him is trash. I am trash. I'm a bad person. <laughs> Uh, the, the thing about Reptile is green's my favorite color, so in Mortal Kombat 1, when he was the secret character, he was really interesting to me, being the OG secret character in Mortal Kombat. And then it was in Mortal Kombat 4 that they officially like, this is a lizard man. <laughs> right. And like he was just a reptilian like person, and then it was it was in... I don't know. I, yeah, I think it, it was either in Deadly Alliance or Deception, so that uh, Mortal Kombat 5 or 6, that they went to, like, he's a full-ass, like, lizard man, not just, like, a human with scales. No. He went to, like, having, like, this stupid reptilian head. He looked really, really bad for a while. Yeah. I will I will admit that in X he was better. Yeah, in, in X but and he, in... They uh, ruined him in yeah. 5, 6, or right around that yeah. time, where I just... Completely was, lost all respect. He for was him. derpy looking, like he was just this dumb yeah, looking it lizard. Was so bad that gets possessed by the Dragon King. Stupid. Uh, but you know, I I like Reptile. I you know I've liked him for a long time, and he, the play style. He has he had good mix ups in Mortal Kombat X. You could hit high, you could hit low really fast. He, he zoned really well with his orbs and with his yeah, he was uh, cheap spit. as hell. He was not cheap as hell. Garbage. No, no. Now you're He's, just and you still couldn't take me down. I don't recall it being like that. I do. We'll have to run back some Mortal Kombat <laughs> nah, X. Mortal and, Kombat X is dead to me now. Uh, Eleven's I, out. I think I did just fine with my reptile abilities. You're just Whatever trying to be antagonistic. Say. So so I was nervously, this whole build-up to the game, waiting like, when's Reptile going to get announced? When's my man Reptile going to get announced? And then after they started announcing like new characters, I was like, no! <laughs> Reptile's getting left out. So For good reason. Uh in in Mortal Kombat Nine, I probably played about as much Noob Cybot as I did Reptile. So, yeah. well, Raicho deserves a spot before Reptile does. No, <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> Striker deserves a spot Stop. before Reptile. Stop! You can't mean that. You can't mean that Striker deserves any sort of spot on any roster ever. Mm, yeah, I'd rather see Ermac than than Reptile. I, I like Ermac a lot. I don't really like playing as him, but I think he's a really cool character. Yeah, or Kenshi. Kenshi's also cool, but yeah, those I are like characters. Reptile those are characters that all all belong over Reptile. That's not true, especially Striker. <laughs> I am going to be a free agent so fast. Uh, so so there, yeah, there was some hesitation, and I was like, man. I'm looking at this roster and going, okay, there's a couple people I'd like to play, but Noob is really who I want to main. Yeah, and I was. Like I knew I was gonna be heartbroken if I didn't like the character. I love, I he love. Fe- the character. He feels I, really good. All, already playing him, I'm like, man, am I liking this more than Reptile and MKX? Like it's it's really like neck and neck. So I'm super happy that I found a character right right away before the game even released that ended up fitting really well into my play style, and that is a character that I I am very confident maining moving forward. So yeah. so I mean I guess my initial impressions just of the game it's really polished. I know you're going to talk about that some um but I I as a fighting game mechanically it's awesome and I'm really liking it and I'm just Excited to try and find a couple other characters because I like to have a rotation of characters. Sure. I don't like to just be a, a one trick pony. I like to have a main that I like playing, but I also like to have probably about two or three other characters that I really feel comfortably, you know, having a good time playing. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure those out. 
Well, yeah, it's still it's good to have a rotation too because I mean, as much as I like playing sub, right? I'm a Sub Zero main for sure. Have been forever. I love Sub Zero, and he feels good. He feels great in this game as well. Um, you get that time. You get the point where people like they expect me to play sub. Mm-hmm. So when I could pull something else out. It puts them off their game, especially if I'm good with, say, a Kotal uh, Khan or uh, um, Devora or something like that, right? Something that's very different that maybe they were playing into the fact that they expected a Sub-Zero, and now they have to kind of change their game plan. Mm-hmm. So it's a good shakeup, too, for sure. Um you know the game. The game is amazing. It's uh, mechanically, it's the best Mortal Kombat game I think I've ever played. Uh, I don't think it's even really that hard to say that. X was really polished as well. This feels better. I, I, I didn't think I would say that based off of the beta and 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 stuff where we were just kind of a little confused how it uh, they had changed some things. They had changed the juggling. They changed the knockups. They changed a lot of these things that it felt more like injustice, which I wasn't necessarily more. I was more of a Mortal Kombat X fan than I was an Injustice 2 fan. And so the fact that I can sit here now and say I like this better is, um, you know, that's a, a warrants of congratulations to NetherRealm uh, to, for, their, for their job well done with MK11. Um, everything feels good mechanically when it comes to the fighting. The vi- visually, it's it's great looking. I mean, you take Mortal Kombat X and you update the engine and you you make it look even a little bit prettier than before. Now, I I, I don't know if I was given misinformation and maybe there's something I could look up while you're continuing to talk, but I read somewhere that this was made on Unreal 3. It wasn't even made on Unreal 4. Really? Yeah, I'm going to look it up. That be that's wild. I I'm not sure on that one. That's a uh, something you definitely need to check out for us. Um, so while he looks that up, though, I will say um, some other things that I really enjoyed are the options for custom matches and AI matches that they've that they've uh, brought into this game at launch, and it's really really um, nice. You know, being able to get in there and play a group of your friends against an uh, overpowered AI or playing one v one. Uh, custom matches or king of the hill like there's so many options for you to build these these different matches custom matches out of that you really can have a lot of fun and replay value with your friends or even necessarily maybe some some randos uh with just random online encounters but i um i definitely appreciate the variety that this game had at launch um from from a from a standpoint of custom matches yeah, the story. You know, you had your story mode. You had your typical things. You had your story mode. Of course, you got your towers. You have um, the crypt is back in a and it's uh, in a different form than than X. Um, now, now the crypt is where you can go and spend the coins you earn as the in-game currency to unlock skins yeah. and different things like that. That's how it's been for several games. So now. think of it like a third-person slight adventure game, and it's cool because this time around they've built more into the crypt. So like you have other things going on in there where you can, you know, you can um, give give your gold to a shrine and, and kind of like place this worship um, level to it that then ends up giving you something in return. You can uh, go to um, a, a forge and take items that you already have, consumables and things like that, and you can take multiple different consumables and merge them together into a new consumable. So it's not just go in, open a chest, leave. 
and uh, I thought that part's cool, as well as the crypt being able to be regenerated. Um, the game focuses, I don't want to give anything too crazy around, but based off of the trailers and stuff, the game focuses on time travel. So there's a, there's mechanics in there that you can kind of rewind the crypt, which refreshes the uh, chests, but puts new things in the chest. Because mm-hmm. that's the other cool thing about this crypt. In the old crypts, somebody went through and opened up every chest. If they documented it, they could post it online and you could be like, okay, if I go down this row, 30 chests over five, if I open that chest, it is the Sub-Zero skin that I'm looking for. Like every time it is predetermined. Now it's random generated across many of the chests. So if someone finds something, it doesn't mean you will. And I like that because it doesn't necessarily ruin the the experience if you accidentally find something online, or even if you're trying to cheat it, you can you can't fully cheat the crypt anymore. Um, some boxes are predetermined, but majority of them are randomized. Yeah, a lot of the big ones that you have to spend uh, like the soul currency on, or if it's like a hunt, if it's like a hundred thousand coin chest, those are preset in their locations. There are a few special ones, but you're right, everyone, the all the same things that are in your crypt or in my crypt, they're just in different locations. Yeah, and and then yeah. again, like what cost me two thousand coins also cost you two thousand coins. They're just in different positions. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I can confirm the game was made on Unreal Three. Wow. Well, it looks fantastic. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the Unreal Engine is is a great engine, very popular, and I mean, Three is probably is still y- heavily used. I just figured it would have been ran on the on the newest engine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so the uh, the things that I had some issues with, right? Like, I think I've really praised a lot of it. Um, the one, actually, uh, the one thing I do want to mention, the items, right? So this is very Injustice style where your character now can have equipped three items. So, so like, for Sub-Zero, it, it'll be, like, his throwing knives, his uh, his ninja mask, and, uh, and third item is, I forgot. His axe. Oh, yeah, the weapon. Yeah, it's your weapon, generally. So... Um, you can have different looking masks, different looking throwing stars, and of course, different styled axes for Sub Zero. We're just going to focus around him right now. And each one has three attributes that you can unlock, and you unlock them by by having them equipped and playing the game. And so, as they unlock, then you can put items onto the mask that give you buffs, or onto all three of the items, and they give you advantages. Um, and those things can be used in, in like, the AI matches. Uh, we can give you advantages uh, within some of the towers, things like that. But uh, And I think even if you take it online and you build out, a, like, custom rooms that allow those those uh, differences, you can even use them on with um, PvP. Yeah. But um, the... The system there is cool because you can kind of customize your coloring. Your you got different skins, but you also have those different items. So even if you get that cool skin you want, but you want to be a Sub Zero that's you know uh, white and red, and the mask is is glowing with like what looks like lasers and stuff like that, you can you can really kind of build your guy out where when you go online or you do things like you you truly look different. You kind of have a unique feel to your character, but you're still that iconic character of Mortal Kombat, and I like that. It was something I really enjoyed of Injustice 2, seeing all the different variations of Batman and stuff like that, um, which really kind of gives you that that custom loadout where you can also change, like, your moves. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe you don't want a freeze, you know, freeze shot, uh, which is a classic Sub-Zero move. Maybe instead you want to shoot, um, you know, five or ten 
um, shards that just slide into people and cause damage. You don't care about the stun because of your play style. You can adjust those things with your player, and you could really run into a scorpion or something that plays completely different than your than how you play scorpion. And that's really interesting too, in a way that we haven't seen that in Mortal Kombat before. We saw it in Justice again, but not necessarily Mortal Kombat. In the last Mortal Kombat, there were three pre-made loadouts which gave you a little bit of flexibility with each character but some of the some of the loadouts were either awful or so similar that like it didn't really make a big difference so it is cool to see the depth of the customization here yeah so um with all that said i do have a couple things that i wanted to say are my problems with the game Okay, because this game's not perfect. It, it is. Um, it gets very high reviews online, and I just I think the issues though is I think I hate the story. It's a really weird statement. I know I'm saying it right now because here's the deal: I started the story and beat it in one night because I didn't want to stop. So instantly I go, oh, I really enjoyed that. But then as I sat back, I go, you know what? I really didn't like what what they did here. Like there's there's they kind of remind me of like Star Wars the Last Jedi. Okay? Like there were fragments of that movie that I thought were really cool. But overall, I thought it was just kind of not what I well, I didn't think. It was not what I wanted out of Star Wars. And this is what's happening here with Mortal Kombat. So I think one of the reasons that you liked it so much is because it is so highly produced and so yes. good. The cutscenes look incredible. Like yeah. it looks better than like a CG movie. Like it, well, it looks really, really good. And it so seamlessly takes you through from these scenes into these fights. It it flows really well, and you just you want it to keep going. You just want to keep seeing these different sections with these characters. Yeah, and I totally agree with you to the point where. My uh, wife had walked up to me and was ta- asking about about the game, and I was like, "Yeah, this movie, this movie's intent." Like, I actually called it a movie by accident. I was like, "I mean, game," like because it, because the and and I think this is one. It was really well done, but it also was kind of. Um, I thought about it a few times. I go, "Man, there's a lot of cutscenes." Like I'm like I'm watching a lot of footage and fighting just a few fights mm-hmm. here and there. So even though you had twelve chapters. Um, you, you, each chapter may have only had two to three fights in it. You yeah, know? They're, they're, yeah, I and think they average about three fights. Yeah, and there's a couple that had more than that. Um, and, and there's a couple that lets you choose, because of the amount of characters that are in that chapter, lets you choose who you're going to fight as, you know, and stuff like that. But I'm not going to get into the story. I'm not going to give any spoilers away. But I just, I personally kind of sat back and was not a fan of how this all went down. And I don't understand how the franchise continues after this game in a way that I'm like excited about or, or that I can be excited about. And that's what bo- I think bothers me the most is like you, you've done such a good job in the last couple of games, kind of bringing this, bringing this game, ba- this franchise back to life that I kind of feel like you took it to a dead end here. And so I, um, I really don't like the story and I don't like, and I think we've talked about, Mortal Kombat X kind of being that way where like I really got into the story and then like the way it kind of unfolded at the end I was kind of like eh I wouldn't have like picked that person to be the hero and I wouldn't have done I'm not really like in love with it but it was it was better like I've played worse stories right yeah that's where I'm at with Mortal Kombat 11 I've played much worse but this but the story definitely isn't and not that many stories are the reason why a fighting game why a fighting game wins you over 
it definitely didn't win me over after I was said and done. It took me about five and a half hours. And after after it, the very next morning, I think I looked at you and was like, yeah, I beat it. And now I'm really confused if I like it or <laughs> if I hate it. And I think I'm on that more of that hate side where I'm like, it just, I didn't like it. You're halfway through it, so yeah. we're not going to get into it. But, um, but I'm really intrigued once you get through it, your thoughts on it. Yeah, and... So it's it's really tough. Like I wasn't crazy about the Mortal Kombat X storyline. Like it was okay. It was an okay story mode. The story mode for Nine was really really good. But Nine was the reboot. Nine yeah. was the first time that they had like time travel sort of involved in the story. And in the Mortal Kombat Nine story mode, you actually play through the story of Mortal Kombat One, Two, and Three. So it's a story you were familiar with, with a few new twists and turns. And it was it was really really well done just from a, a story standpoint. And as soon as I saw that this one was time travel again, I was like, well, didn't we just kind of do time travel two day, two games ago? And it, so that set a little bit of a concern for me. And I, you know, before I even started playing it, I had that same thought: like, well, what happens next? Like, what's Mortal Kombat Twelve story going to be if they're doing time travel that's going to re- potentially reset some of the timelines because that's what happened in 9, so you'd think some of that would happen here. Um, and just for the half that I've played, what it feels like, it, and this game in general with the roster, it almost feels like a greatest hits album. It's like yeah. you pick up you pick up the greatest hits album from your favorite band and you, you got all the songs you want, but it just you're missing out on the deep cuts. You're missing out on some of the special things that that a band will will record. And if you're someone that only listens to the greatest hits, you never get a full grasp of things. In the story mode, there's so many throwback characters and and cool little twists and turns so far that I've experienced. But I still kind of feel like I almost still would have rather had a story that would have just moved past Mortal Kombat X yeah. instead of. Yeah, I I agree with that, and this this so the story does pick up right where X leaves off. So mm-hmm. I mean, there is that it does really just kind of continue that story, and um, I really I think that was the parts I liked actually was was getting was jumping back into certain areas where you're like, I wasn't sure I'd ever hear about this again, yeah. and and you went down that road like Chapter Four, right? So um, and again, I'm not giving this away. So if you want to know what chapter four is, play the game or look it up on Google. Um, but the full the full cutscenes of the game is on YouTube. Yeah. So if you just want to watch this as a movie, it's it, there. It's available there for you. But um, I recommend you play it. Yeah. And so I, those were the parts I think was where I I was getting sucked in and really falling in love with this. And then when it did decide to kind of try to take its own path, it took such a stupid path for me that I was like. Um, I think this. I think the end of this game ruined the entire story for me. Yeah, and I don't know. We'll see what you think. But and, and I I, I've to... had theories the whole time of what's going to happen at the end. So I'm very interested to see is what I think is going to happen happens. I think you will be dead wrong. Like okay. I think I, I I believe whatever your theory is, you will be completely off, and you will wish you will wish. That your theory was real. Okay. Because okay. I, I have a couple. And again, one of the reasons I love Mortal Kombat is, you know, the fighting mechanics of it, it is my favorite of, of any fighting game. It's just, it's just fun to play. And the other thing is I love the lore. I'm that guy that really nerds out over, like, the stories of each individual characters and the interactions that they've had in each game. And, you know, I, I really love this game because of its story. So that's why I am... Hoping that it doesn't take a horrible turn for me. 
So my other things I wanted to hit were uh, mi- missing characters, right? So I feel like the roster is not, it's not terrible. And the newer characters, though, they don't do anything for me. So um, Cetrion and Scarlet, the Collector. Garrus. Um, Garrus. Uh, those four. Are they the only four new characters? I believe so. I'm pretty sure. Those four do nothing. None of them do anything for me. Yeah. Scarlet's the closest, and, I, and I'm not even that big of a fan of her. See, so. I think Scarlet is super cool, and she's actually not new. She was DLC That's in Mortal true. Kombat You're 9. right. She's not new. She's new-ish. Yeah. Uh, so, Being a starting roster member, this is yeah. kind of her, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, th- I think Scarlet's really cool, and I think she's a, a good addition to the series and to the lore. Uh, the Collector, to me, design-wise, is super cool. The way he plays is really cool. Garrus, to me, is kind of like Tremor Deluxe. Like he's Tremor was a DLC character from yeah, except Tremor was a thousand times better than he was. Yeah, I like Tremor a lot. Tremor actually uh, made his first appearance in uh, special Mortal Kombat Special Forces on the PlayStation. He was a Black Dragon <laughs> yeah. like boss member, uh, and then Cetrion just kind of seems like they put a bunch of super moves into a bag and shook it up. Like yeah. I like it's Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I have ice, ice, earth, fire. I just you know, and I mean again. It, it, it plays into the story, but yeah. like it's just it's I'm not a fan. And um but but anyways, like there's missing characters. Like, you know, uh Ermac is someone that I think has had a, a really good run of recent games and, and just was left out. Uh Kinchi is someone I really enjoy. You, you know, you have Collector, which is just a it's just another version of Shiva, Goro, and I get it, like they gave him items. Like, oh, this guy has six arms. He, well, his backpack does. Uh, does he act? Yeah, he has six arms. Yeah, he's well, a he's a different race. He's not a Shokan. Okay, well, guess what? He's a ripoff of a Shokan. He has six. arms. Yeah, they put two extra arms on him that hold his back. <laughs> Little baby arms out of his back. Yeah, that hold his backpack in place. So I, I mean, wish I had those. I hate running with a backpack. I feel like an idiot. Yeah. It's always bouncing off my back. And so I mean, it's fine. You can have the collector in there, but you know, with the uh, the leak of the uh, DLC characters that we're getting, we we're not getting a lot of these characters that I'm rambling off, you know, like Striker, like Bo Raicho. and like Striker. <laughs> we got Bo Raicho in X. <laughs> I know. I'm we, just, I'm giving, but Reptile is someone that's missing that I feel like, like, why wouldn't you work him in? Um, you know, and I he's know. He's been in almost every Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. So I just, to me, there's there's some opportunity here that we're, it doesn't seem they're going to address in at least the initial DLC. And the problem with the initial DLC is that, let's be honest, a lot of times that is the DLC. Yeah. Like, like everyone's like, well, what about season two or whatever? Or, you know, the next season, the next DLC pack. It's like, yeah, maybe if we're lucky, you know, when MK11 XL comes out or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. And, and they're going to release three more characters or something like that. But by then... MK11 with the way the fighting scene generally moves it's it's old news we still might like it but it's not going to be prominent in the fighting you know yeah. uh community and so i don't know i i feel like there's some misses there uh the i've run into some um bugs game breaking bugs that um where you can't advance things so a great example would be Garrus having um, some major issues with hitbox detection and um, even where you're trying to run the tutorial and you you have to, like, 
finagle your way to get past certain challenges because the way they tell you to do it and 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 the distance that they lock the players in place where you can't even move, it doesn't even work. Yeah, I was trying to do the tutorial, the moving combo tutorial for the collector because when you do those tutorials, they give you a skin. Yep. And I was like, oh, the collector is a character I'm really interested in. Let me try and learn some of the basics and see if there's a character I want to do, and I'll get an, I'll get a new skin for him. And they they were trying to teach you how to do a command cancel out of one of his specials. And I spent like 10 or 15 minutes trying to do it, and I couldn't do it. And then I just gave up. I was done gaming for the day. And then the next day I was like, let me Google and see if like there's a guide for something to help me online. Because it, it shows you the inputs like in time, and I was matching it up perfectly, and I couldn't get it. Uh there was just like a forum where someone, someone's like, yeah, you know how they say push forward, forward, or back, back? Yeah, push down, down. That's how you cancel that. And sure enough, it worked. Yeah. I'm like, why would they tell me the wrong inputs? Like, that was enraging. And that is that is a case where it's like, how is that, of all things, not tested? How did someone not play through and pay attention to what the commands are telling you to do? Yeah, the... Um so having a few like input um, definitions wrong, and then also like the the example I have is um, was basically just a low ground block. Let's just say crouch and hit the block button, but the character was too far away where it's it, their hit didn't touch you, so you would fail. And it's not like you can move; it just literally resets. It goes, the screen goes black and resets, and you try again. The only way to successfully do that was a perfect block, which creates a shield in front of you for a split second. And that shield just was just enough further ahead of you to create the contact with the mm -hmm. foot. And so I'm just like, this is so dumb, you know, that and I ran into a couple of those that were really frustrating that I worked my way around. But there is a couple, I guess, uh, right now, Garrus, the actual um, character tutorial, you cannot complete Garrus. You cannot get his skin right now through that tutorial set until the patch comes out, which they are working on. So, and you know, and a lot of we, we deal with bugs at launch for most games nowadays. Yeah, and of all things, not being able to get through a tutorial yeah. is not the end of the world. Yeah, because when I get to a, you know, we talked about the me mechanically, when you get into an actual tower, into an actual fight, you know, fight. It, 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 the game's great. I mean, I, I haven't run into a single issue with the game. Um, it, it's ran super well. So these are these are small issues for sure. But they are. But they were things that I noticed because I ran into them because I am going for the platinum trophy. About sixty percent uh, done with the trophies now, and I just I ran into these problems. And I was trying to complete these tutorials that were super frustrating to begin with, and I just wanted to get them done. And I'm like, what is going on here? Why is this not working? And sure enough, it's like, oh, I have to go. You know, it's not forward back. It's down forward back or something like that. And and then on top of it, having just some hitbox detection issues. So easy fixes for them, but still, they got to fix it. And my last comment on on the on the negative side is. The game's grindy, a little too grindy for a fighter for me. Um, it's this, you know, my my comment was this is not an MMORPG. It's not a loot shooter. So the thing I like are the items that I can equip on my guy. The thing I don't like is the slow, slow grind to be able to even try to get one slot unlocked, let alone three. Now, if you've put all your time into noob. Like, you've probably gotten to that point where you can do that. But I've been moving around playing a bunch of these characters and only progress. So sub, which has gotten my majority of my play, still 
only has one slot on each item. And I'm just like, this is it, like, I like it because it's, it's, uh, it's pushing me to play more, but here's where it's hurting me. I'm going to find my favorite mask and I don't think I'm ever going to change it. So, so let me, let me explain this a, a little more in depth for, yeah. for everyone else. So there are, Oh, like 90 different pieces of gear that you can equip. So, you know, per if, character. So, I, you know, I play as Noob. Noob has a Grim Reaper sickle. Like, there are like 40 different sickles. And then he has like 30 different hoods that he can wear. And then he has like, so there's so many different ones. But like you mentioned, I've pretty much exclusively played Noob and I've put several hours into this game so far in, in, in the first week. And I don't think it's true. I don't think I've lo- unlocked the second augment slot. Oh wow! I may- okay. maybe did on just a couple pieces of gear, but as soon as I were to change to a different sickle, I then have to put hours into unlike unlocking that extra augment slot. It t- it really does take a long time. Not to mention, it takes a long time to even get augments for those specific pieces right. of gear. It-, it really is a really big grind. And they've already talked about that they are going to be adjusting this again in the patchwork. So they have acknowledged it, that it's not the way they necessarily wanted it. And they are hearing that the fan base isn't happy with it. They're going to tweak it some. So that could be good because it reminds me a ton. And this is kind of silly because of (laughs) what Mortal Kombat is. But it reminds me of Splatoon. Right? Yeah. You, how how often did you change gear in Splatoon because because it looked cooler and each each piece of gear had three slots that you would eventually unlock a perk, a randomly rolled perk, not even one that you could control. And you would go over and over and over and over again changing your gear because you'd find like, oh, I can get an NES zapper and I can get this shirt that's got a soccer ball on it and I can wear a mask that looks like a paintball mask. And you just kept doing that because the it was balanced. There was yeah. enough experience where it took a little bit of work to get it all unlocked, but it was also rewarding enough that you were going to do it again. Yeah. And I think this time around, it's like, I'm going to find a mask that looks cool, I'm going to max it out, and then I don't know I'll, I'll change it. Again, this is in its current state. If yeah. they change if they fix it, then yeah, I would definitely explore more as I unlock more. But it's right now, it's too too much. Now, the one thing I will say that it, I, I agree, the, the grind is a little slow on, on that sort of stuff, and there's a lot of people complaining about the currency grind and the different currencies. Uh, there is some... Uh, misconceptions online about microtransactions in this game. Yeah. Uh, you can, I believe, buy souls. Souls you can use for skins. You can't buy anything game affecting with the souls. So the only thing you can, so it's not in any way pay to win and it wasn't designed to be. So there are people that are saying, oh, you have to spend $6,000 to unlock everything in the game. It's like, well, I think technically you could do that, but why wouldn't you just play the game? You know, so like, so that's like, there are people who don't understand the game that are saying those things about online. And I think if you look at this being a fighting game and you think about the fact that we have talked about how maybe games like Halo need to find a way to be like a games as a service or find a way to evolve and adapt to create that, that drive to play. So the same way that we have the rocket pass and we're playing rocket league every day, trying to get these new drops it's sort of the same thing. The more they integrate that into the Mortal Kombat world and hopefully will increase the longevity of the game for the casual player base. Because, you know, the hardcore players are going to play it until the game dies anyway. But hopefully this will sustain a larger player base longer. 
Yeah, I mean, I was very excited for it as more of a casual uh, MK fan where I thought just like it, this kept me more involved in Injustice longer, that it would keep me in MK longer, uh, especially because I could customize how Sub-Zero looked. Like, that means more to me than customizing a DC character. Yeah. And so um, I was a little disappointed, at least at launch, with how I instantly didn't care about that anymore because I was like, oh, wow, this is not... I'm not going to do this more than once. Yeah. And so, and it's frustrating because some of the things that, that do look the coolest, you don't get till later on. And I'm like, well, I already have this equipped. It's already, it has all three slots unlocked. Do, am I really going to do this just because it looks cooler? Yeah. Knowing how much time it takes? No. Yeah. But again, if they fix it, if they improve it, then, then this, this could all change. But it is my current stance on this topic uh, currently at launch. So there is there is one more aspect of the game that the Mortal Kombat community is completely up in arms about. That the Deadite community is completely up in arms about. Well, if you ask Grim, I am completely in love and infatuated with this mode. No, I just like you like to um, punish myself. Yeah, punish, I hate yeah. myself. You do. You hate yourself, and you like to punish yourself. So, and, and I mean, I understand why you kept playing it, but like, I just had to call it out because I was like, you know, <laughs> I I don't understand it. You're you're stressing out at work every day, being like, oh my god, I spent another two hours trying to do this, and then it didn't, and then it all fell apart, and I'm like. And then I'd go, we'd go home that that very day, <laughs> and I'd hop on, and I'm like, he's back in that mode. So I was just confused. I was slightly worried, and like I thought maybe you know someone was abusing you at home or something. I am the only one that abuses me at home. Uh, Towers of Time. What they are is they are similar to in Mortal Kombat X. There was uh, updating live arcade towers, where you you know when Easter came around you know last week there was an easter tower you could play and the easter bunny would attack you and, and easter eggs would be thrown at you and uh you know you got a special perk that was like an easter egg uh, background for your your character card and stuff like that like just silly little stuff and the the modes were annoying but they were annoyingly fair to everyone on the screen if if the easter bunny was throwing eggs at me they were also being thrown at my opponent okay so let's just back it up one step here What's a tower? So a tower in Mortal Kombat, it would be a play on an, an arcade mode. So you, you start at the bottom and you just work your way up, you know, fight fight by fight until you get to the top of the tower, which is usually a boss fight. Yeah. That's just traditionally how if you played Mortal Kombat, you know, one in the arcade, you know, you just worked your way up. That's how they visually showed it. And they've now depicted it as towers yeah. ever since. So, that you know, that, that aspect of Mortal Kombat and many other fighting games, but we're focusing on Mortal Kombat. It's been there since day one. Yeah. It's never not been there. And so this is a new take, an additional mode. Like you have your classic tower mode. Mm -hmm. Now you have this. Yes. They're called Towers of Time. And, and like in the living arcade for Mortal Kombat X, they have modifiers. And when you go to this page, it shows you like six different towers that are, that update every couple hours. And they show you, uh, what loot you can get by winning these towers. And some of them are a single fight, and that counts as winning that tower. And some of them are four small towers that you have to work your way through with different modifiers for each match. The problem with these towers, and it's being addressed and it's being patched this week. So I'll be very interested to see uh, next week how I feel about the Towers of Time. Uh, they aren't fun <laughs> because they are brutally hard. The AI difficulty 
is tuned up too high, and the modifiers are obnoxious and often only affect you, the player. They don't equally inhibit the play of the AI that you're fighting against. Which in the past they did. Correct. So when I talk about an MKX, they did do that. So if there's one where uh, bloody skulls come across the ground and do a low attack at you, they do not hit the computer player. They only hit you. So it makes it hard for you to get anything going when you're constantly being attacked. Uh, Grimm specifically referenced uh, a rage I had earlier. I had I was playing this Tower of Time because I would get a boss battle against Liu Kang and I would get some Liu Kang gear. I kind of like Liu Kang. It was worth doing. Uh, I, I made it all the way to the top of the third tower. And then after that would be the Liu Kang battle. Top of the third tower was Scorpion. And the modifier in this was Liu Kang could get called in by the AI to hit you with a combo or a special attack. And he could fly in per round, I don't know, four times per round is the way the cooldown ended up timing out. So quite a bit. I am not kidding one bit when I say I spent an entire hour trying to beat just Scorpion with Liu Kang teaming with him. (laughs) I lost 31 times. Nope. Nope. I'm a resilient person. A lesser man would have given up, but not me. One whole hour of my life just getting destroyed, and I finally did it. 31 times I finally beat Scorpion. It was so satisfying, and I was like, yes, I know fighting Liu Kang here is probably going to be brutally hard, but I'm going to get a shot. Like, I at least made it through because all these other tower times, I couldn't get anywhere on them. I was like, I finally did it. I made it to the top of one of these towers. I get a shot at Liu Kang and a shot at that Liu Kang loot. The uh, the tower timed out. It was like a two-hour time, t- tower or whatever. It said, sorry, the time on this tower has expired. So, yeah. uh, a new tower is there. I didn't even... Get a shot at Luke. Didn't even get one opportunity. Now these so when the time runs out, this mode is uh, server based. So yes. so it rotates on on NetherRealm's server side, uh, or one, whoever whoever's hosting it. And so um, I I've only done the tutorial, and then got into like the the main the main room and seen what you were talking about. Yeah. And I was like, oh okay, and. I figured, though, if you started the process, you would at least get the, because you're in it, you would get the opportunity to at least, until you left it, you yes. could finish, you could try to finish it. And no, it literally, each tower is technically its own identity, so the fact that the time ran out and you didn't make it to the end, you got all the loot for those first two or three towers, yeah. but you didn't even get the opportunity for the final tower. So so NetherRealm's supposed to be nerfing that this week, making uh, them... A little bit more accessible to the casual players because I consider myself a casual Mortal Kombat fan. I'm not very good, <laughs> uh, so they're supposed to make it it's more why I accessible beat you all the time. That's correct. Yeah. I'll give you that one. You can't handle the you can't handle my sub game. That's not a hundred percent how I remember it, but I do really want to see. We haven't tried. We haven't actually played a match against correct. each other in MK11 because you're scared. We've uh, been online at the same time, and and, there, and you just ghost. You don't even say a word to me. You're like, nope. I can say anything to him. Not true. I do text you back. <laughs> um, but I expected you to have it set up for the pre-show today, but someone took a nap. I was tired, okay? I've been playing so much <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11. I think we're going to have to save it next week for the pre-show, is maybe when we'll finally lock horns. Okay. Unless good. we play couch co-op this weekend, if anyone wanted to come visit us and hang out. Yeah, that'd be cool. I really want to get some of the uh, the King of the Hill mode is one of my favorites yeah. that they had in the previous game. 
I, I love that mode in, in MK, so I would be down to uh, to get a bunch of people in a room and just you know have a fun night of uh, of matches. Yeah. So so Nether Realm is also issuing some currency. They're giving everyone like half a million coins, which is good. I mean, that's not uh, easy to generate. No, I've, I've, that's a lot. All of my gameplay, maybe I've generated that. Yeah. I still might be under it. I'm probably around 300,000 because every time I hit the 100,000 point, that's when I go into the crypt and Same. just unlock a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I've done that three times now. Yeah, I'd say I'm around three to 400. I don't, so, so the fact they're giving you 500,000, mm-hmm. that's that's good as a, as a hey, our bad. Yeah, they're going to give you like 10,000 souls and a, th- oh no, 10,000, yeah, 10,000 souls and a thousand time crystals. A thousand time crystals is enough to buy two skins from the rotating shop of skins. Now these skins are still things you can find in the crypt. Uh, but if you don't want to wait. Yeah, they're just giving you if you couple of your characters yeah. come, they change like every day. So. It's similar to what Street Fighter Five did, where yeah. it's like if you don't want to wait, you can you can purchase um, you know these things. If you do want to wait for the crypt or whatever, then you don't have to. But uh, I'm glad you said that because I've been building up all these time crystals, and I was like, "What are these for?" It's yeah. that it's that fourth currency that I'm like, I haven't used a single one of them. I don't even know what they're for. Yeah. Um, because the third one would be hearts. hearts. Are we getting any hearts as, as a? Yeah, as we are a... getting some hearts okay, as well, good. like 500 hearts or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because those are I'd say those are the hardest thing to build up right now. Because you have to do fatalities. Yeah, and you're only getting them. like one to two per. Yeah. So. Uh, so I guess in conclusion, we both like the game a lot. Yeah. I think there's there's room for improvement from Netherrealm. We're looking forward to seeing what road this goes down. And uh, you know, I have chosen not to buy other fighting games specifically to know that this is going to be the fighting game that I play and put my time into. I have already put more time into this game, this Mortal Kombat, than I have any other fighting game since the last Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So I can say that this they've done a great job. So anything negative I said is fixable. None of it is crippling. And and overall, I'm, in, I'm really, really enjoying the game. So... Um, you know, I don't don't take any of our negativity as uh, I'm going to wait or I'm going to pass on this um, because it, it's not it, it's worth picking up. But I um, yeah, I I have not put this much time into a fighting game in a long time. And I would say I potentially have already more time in this than I did even MKX. Yeah, it's definitely possible. So if you want to play some Mortal Kombat with us or if you want to talk Mortal Kombat, the best place to do it is in our Discord. Uh, so go to GameZillaMedia.com, click on the link, and do- join our Discord. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, I don't even really know about Discord, it is a, uh, it's a chat app. It's sort of like a chat social media platform yeah. of sorts where, you know, there's different servers. Maybe, like, I'm also in the Mortal Kombat Discord, so I can get messages straight from the developers about the patchwork and talk with other players there. But the best place to talk to us about it is in our Discord. So go to GameZillaMedia.com, click on the Discord, set up a username, download the app on your phone, and you're chatting gaming with us and uh, 100 other gamers from around the world. Yeah, we're live um, doing the podcast every week. So we're live on Facebook and on Twitch. We got some people that have been asking some questions about Mortal Kombat. So I was going to bring uh, a couple of them in. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, just so that people are listening and, and maybe they're into Mortal Kombat currently, uh, Deadeye and myself both play on the PlayStation platform for Mortal Kombat. So that, um, just so that you're aware, in case mm-hmm. you're thinking Xbox or whatever, we are currently not on the Xbox for this game. Um, but the question I saw was was from was from Nick, and he wanted to say, uh, would you guys say this is the goriest game you have ever played? It's up there, man. I have watched some of these. So I've done all of the fatalities mm-hmm. that I currently can do in this game. And there are some of them that are brutal. I mean, 
I was slightly disturbed by him. I'm like, wow. Like, like so I, as, I mean as Baraka, you can chop someone's head open and you use your, your blade arm to spike your blade in, pull their brain out of their face, and then Baraka eats their yeah, brain in slow of, motion. Yeah. Like that was one of them. I can't even imagine a game being a more extreme from a gore factor than this game. Yeah, I mean I would probably have to agree with you that when you think of just the sheer, like just blood gore and just just graphic, for no no reason other than the fact of just so that it can be graphic, this this is definitely the one. Like this is this is the game. This is the Mortal Kombat. Um, as far as the franchise goes, they've taken it to another level, and and you know some of them are. I don't even like calling them fun, but some of them, like, I get a kick out of. Like, I'm not even a, I'm not much of a Kano fan, but Kano's, um, one of his fatalities where he ends up, like, cutting the lower half of you off and then swinging around and, dan- and like, waltzing with you as, like, everything just kind of falls out of you. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie, I, I chuckled for a moment because it was just so ridiculous, but... There are there's a lot of them that are just brutal and yeah it's probably the goriest game I have ever played. Devora has one where oh, yeah. you know in Devora in the story has killed a player in the story by spitting like bugs into their face and it eats their bones down to their flesh. Well, she's a fatality in this game where she spits bugs like into your mouth through like a kiss and then like like alien all of a sudden like a, a bug like bursts out of your body and sprouts legs and walks away with you yeah sprouts legs and then your head splits open and that's where his head spawns out of it it's gross yeah so there you go i think it's um it's super super intense and if you have kids maybe uh maybe no not a game for the children it's not like the games of the podcast for the children but i will say that this mortal Kombat continues to prove that the the classic uh conception about Mortal Kombat of it being all blood, guts, and gore, and that was really what the game was about, isn't true. This game is about really good fighting mechanics. Yeah, it is a way, it has moved away from that, and and it, it really is about fighting mechanics, and I think a lot of the changes they made with Eleven, which we, we've touched base with in previous weeks, so I won't, I don't want to spend a lot of time, but the changes to the, um, oh my god, what is it, um, what's the special move in your low life? Oh, the, uh, Fatal blow. Fatal blow. The fatal blow. How it resets every every round. The you know like a lot of these things have have what they've changed the game into is that you need to be better at your combos. You need to be better at blocking. You need to be better at counters and and it's, it's more defensive. It is. It's more defensive to be. And you can even watch the pros. Like I just got done watching Sonic Fox and very defensive. Very defensive and with with and reacting once someone was too offensive, mm-hmm. and so um, not your tip, not what I'm totally used to when it comes to Mortal Kombat. But I re- I'm really enjoying it. I do mm-hmm. I do like it, and it's caused me to put more thought into how I play. Even sub, who someone who I feel like I really know well, I think about like I watch. This is the thing I watch now. What the other character's doing. Mm-hmm. The second I see a low low attack coming or something like that, like I, I think about blocking that low shot versus maybe just trying to do an air jump and then getting caught in the air and, and throwing myself up into a, a, a self-gifted you know, juggle. And 
it brings me to one point we didn't talk about that I, I really wanted to make point of is that the tutorial of this game is the best tutorial I've ever played. And I know you haven't gone through all of it yet, but there's your basic, which you learn the basic of the game, then there's advanced, and then there's strategy, tutorial lines. And in the strategy line, they teach you framing. They teach you perfect perfect blocks. They teach you things that the pros do. And they do it in such a way that uh, that someone like me who has never been high-level fighter um, – I get it. It made sense, and I was able to replicate it in my matches, and I actually now think about it when I'm fighting. And that's just simply like understanding that a quick little jab that takes seven frames to activate versus my typical, I'm going to try to freeze the guy, which takes 20 frames to activate. Mm -hmm. Understanding that the second I see someone charge up, I can throw just a square, which is just a seven-frame jab, and cancel their move completely. And then because they're they're dis- they're distraught, um, not distraught. They're kind of staggered, st- staggered. They've there been hit. Yeah, staggered. I can then use my my freeze charge, and they and I only have the they don't even have the option to block it. Mm-hmm. So it has taught me to even kind of analyze the person I'm playing against and 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 use their aggression or def- or overly defensive uh, stances against them someone that blocks a ton i know overhead attacks are almost impossible to block so instead of sitting there and hitting them while they block everything i can break their block mm-hmm. and then go into my combo these are things i never thought about in this game until this tutorial kind of set me up for that and that's really cool i would say overall i my thought level for this game is higher than it was for for mkx so yeah yeah, it's it it's really good. It's a, it's a really solid fighting game. If you're a fighting game fan, we we absolutely recommend it. And we look forward to playing with you on PlayStation. Okay, we've spent way too much time on Mortal Kombat 11, but uh, you know that's what we're playing right now. Whoa, so we didn't talk about it. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh man, we don't even have time for the rest of the show. I know. I was looking over there, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I was just enjoying right. the conversation. We will we will fly through uh, the rest of this because a lot of it is pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, topic number two is the Nintendo Switch. Uh, we want to congratulate the Switch. Uh, they they came out and announced their uh, year two, their official year two numbers, uh, which was a total. We're, we're not, uh, not going to just talk about just year two. The total in their two years of the Switch being out, 34.74 million units sold. And the reason why that is a big deal is because it officially outsold the lifetime sales of the Nintendo 64. So... Um, the Nintendo 64 sold 32.93 million units in its lifetime. Uh, the Switch has now moved itself above that, and it's done so in two years. It's crazy. The, yeah. The Nintendo 64, which had a run of five years? Four, four or five years. Was it 95 or 96 it hit the States? The it was Game 95. Cube, we'll call it 95. GameCube came Maybe. out in 01. 64 came out in 96, so that's okay. five years. Okay. Five yeah. years, yeah. Um, so anyways, pretty. that's very impressive. We, we knew it was doing well, um, but that was just another landmark that it passed, and it kind of got me thinking, you know, we don't need to spend a ton of time, but I did, the, I did the math. If it kept its average, if its average pace right now, at its four-year lifespan, we'd be looking at 69.48 million units, which would technically put it uh, above the original NES just below the 3DS, wow. and um, not much above it at that point, but it, w- it would put itself above the Super Nintendo, the Xbox One, the, uh, the NES, and, and 
you know everything that had already passed, like the 64, the Sega Genesis, the original Xbox, GameCube, Wii U, and of course we can get down into like the Vita and, and other stuff that was failure. But um, currently, uh, the record sits PlayStation 2, 155 million units, Nintendo DS, 154 million units, and then the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, 118 million units. Those are your top three. Mm. After that is the original PlayStation at 102 and the Wii at 101. Now, if we look at a, at a six-year lifespan of the Switch, which is slightly past that five-year cycle that we're looking at, you'd be at 100, again, at the, only at their current pace that they're running, you'd be at 104.22, sorry, 104.22 million systems, which would then place it just above the original PlayStation, um, sitting it in fourth place all time. Wow, crazy! So it very like those numbers when you consider the fact that they are going to be coming out with a Nintendo Switch Mini and a Nintendo Switch Pro. They're not. It has Nintendo's not talking about it, but we're pretty damn sure this is happening. Like you can expect that this is going to be that hot spot. Like they've had really good numbers the first two years, but the second, like the Switch is going to continue to sell because Nintendo will continue to push these games that people want and things like Pokemon at the end of this year are going to move a ton of systems. But on top of that, you're playing this angle that PlayStation and Xbox have already shown is successful in the PS4 Pro, the Xbox One X, the Xbox One S, Getting people that already have a switch to buy another switch—that's that's the key, right? So, I believe, and this is this comes down to what I want to see what uh, Dead Eye thinks. I believe the Nintendo Switch, when it's said and done, will sit in the top three of all time systems uh, sold, which means it will have to sell more than 118 million units. But that will make Man. it. Oh, that the the number. Two handheld device by Nintendo, the DS would still have it beat at 154 million, and I have a, I, I just have a hard time feeling that the Switch has enough time left um, in its cycle to to have that happen. So you're saying it's going to sit top three? I don't think it's going to get there. You I, you don't think it'll get there? No, I I think because I think the gaming industry is changing enough with all the stuff we're seeing about streaming coming up, and unless unless Nintendo has a solution to be part of that, I think that's going to hurt them. I I, I think you're going to see since we're seeing a shift in the industry in the next two to three years here, I think that could cause the sale of the Switch to slow a little bit. So yeah, so you're saying because they don't have that uh, Game Pass option or whatever, where I could pay a monthly fee and just play games without having to buy a cartridge or pay per at high quality. Also, you know, you know, I mean, like like we're assuming that Stadia is going to work really well. We're assuming that what what uh, what's X X-Cloud. X-Cloud, we're assuming X-Cloud's going to work really well, you know? So unless Nintendo has, is part of one of those services or has a solution similar, I think uh, it's going to cause the system to slow over its life. I I mean, here's my thing about this. Like, I I have high hopes for X-Cloud and Strata and stuff like that, but, um, or Stadia, sorry. Um, But my concern is we sit at a company that we work at every day that is a tech company. I mean, they're to some yeah. extent, and we have a hard time playing Rocket League online, let alone streaming the game via online. Yeah, 
Like, that's still a cartridge in your system. It's still downloaded to my system. We're not talking about we need an internet connection to even play the game. Um, so I, I don't, yes, I mean, give it in three years, who knows where we'll be. But in three years, it's the, the Switch will also be five years old. And it'll be at the end of its life. So if the Switch, which is supposed to come out with potentially one to two new versions this year, mm-hmm. before Stadia takes hold of anything, before xCloud is even launched, before any of that, you're talking, you know, they've done, what, 16 million, 17 million systems per year, at roughly. Like, this year, this third year for the Switch could be that year where they break 20, 25 maybe even 30 million switches mm-hmm. because you're going to sell your 16, 17 million new. And then you're going to take that, that, that 34 million that's already established and you're going to convert, convert a huge chunk of them when you release a pro version that produces graphics similar to the PS4 on the go. Yeah. And when you can do that, I'm going to buy one. You're waiting for it. You're yeah, li- like I, that's that's what you're holding out for. I am actively holding out for one because I was hoping it'd be released before Pokemon, so my wife would have the Switch we currently own, and yeah. that would be her full time Switch, and then I would be able to upgrade to the Pro. I uh, I'm not an upgrader either. I have not one time ever upgraded my system, but with this one, I want to. But here's the interesting thing. How many opportunities when it came to the name Nintendo have you had the ability to be an upgrader? Yeah. Like, yes, you've had like the th- the DS to a 3DS, but that was more of a. a that just, was a new system. That's but, a new system. But I didn't. DS Lite, I didn't go DSi or DSi that's XL. True. Yeah, that's you know, true. Uh, I, I never went for the the Wii Mini. I don't know if you even really consider that an upgrade. Because it's not really an upgrade. Yeah. It's just a, 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 a sideways. Uh, you know, it's a yeah. parallel. Nintendo hasn't really had that ability to sit there and say, "Hey, here's a PlayStation Four, here's a PlayStation Four Pro, yeah. and here's a, a giant leap in, tech, in in graphics and stuff." But here we do have that because mobile gaming is advancing at, at insane speeds. Mm-hmm. They're finding ways where they're going to be able to take this little device and do some some better things with it, and it's already great. It's going to be only better. And they have so, the new overclock, the new the new eight update that came out this week. Did yeah. you hear about that? No. That they you can now overclock it from like one gigahertz to one point seven gigahertz. Oh, okay. And so it's cutting down the load times in Breath of the Wild. Oh, nice. So you know something that would take let's say nineteen seconds to go from one spawn point to another is down to like seven seconds. Nice. And so, that's just firmware. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So um, I think they're set up this this year with especially having Pokemon at the end of the year. They are set up for for probably their biggest their biggest year yet for the Switch, putting them right in the middle of their life cycle. And I don't, you know, 118 million. It's it's hard. It's going to be hard. I'm not saying that, but if you can come out a year three and you're already sitting at let's say 70 million, mm-hmm. and you yeah. got two years to go, maybe stretch it for a third year because you refreshed with the Pro series. You don't necessarily need a brand new system. I don't, you know, I don't know, and we've already talked about these the facelifts, these weird, these weird mid mid life cycle upgrades that that extend the overall life cycle of of that generation. I think if the the mini unit within that too. a couple of years of its launch gets to the sub two hundred dollar price point, yep. I think that can make a big difference because that's one of the reasons the DS was so successful is like you you buy eventually a, got it for like eighty bucks. You yep. know, like you can buy a, a two DS for 
between eighty and a hundred dollars, and that's the right price point to get it to kids. And that's the advantage of, the, of Nintendo right now, right? You got that mini, you got the Pro, you have a standard, you have a family, and the parents buy the kid the mini. The dad want the dad and the mom want the Pro. You know, you have a standard one that sits in the house because you already bought it. Like this is that system that all of a sudden you have, you know, multiple of them in your household because they're affordable and they're Nintendo, so everyone can enjoy them of all all age groups. I think we're gonna see that. Which, when you when you look at the top here, you got PS2 from 2000, the DS from 04, the Game Boy from 89, the Game Boy Color from 98, the PlayStation original from 94. It takes you to get to fifth place to sit there and say the Nintendo Wii at two from 2006. Okay, we're 13 years old at this point, mm-hmm. and then finally the PlayStation 4. Okay, so. When you look at the top of that of that world, you're right. It is very old. We haven't had a, a more recent system contend for these top sales. Besides the PlayStation 4, it's done a very good job. It's about to hit that 100 million mark. It's going to move in there. But you're talking about the PlayStation 4 really right now living around that one-year life. It's already on its way out. Sony's already reported law, um, uh, a decline in sales, and you're, it's only going to get worse as they get closer. And they announced the PS5 here in a couple months. People aren't going to invest into that platform the way they were. So it, you're you're looking at the the PlayStation 4 is going to fall short. It's still could uh, it's still I predict going to be the best PlayStation of all. Or sorry. Not the best PlayStation because I keep forgetting about PS2. So it's not going to be the best PlayStation. It's going to be number two, um, and you know the switch really has that opportunity so it'll be interesting to see but nice work uh passing up the nintendo 64 and moving its way up uh up the ranks all right anything else on that before i move on nope topic number three apex legends has uh, respawn has come out to talk about to address and talk about season two and and some of the concerns the player base has had as we've seen a fall off in streamers we've seen a fall off in in the player um, player count things like that people have been worrying about the game stalling out P- people are over the hype blah 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 we don't think that's it uh, and either does respawn. Uh, response come out and said season two is going to be coming in June, which we kind of figured considering if you look at the current season, it has a, a countdown timer. It's going to end around that June time. Um, the predictions are that EA Play could be the announcement location, which is going to happen a week before E3, the week before E3. And then Respawn came out and actually said that they understand people are not happy with the Battle Pass and that new improved battle pass with better rewards are is going to be coming for season two so that was my big uh, complaint i had over over it all was that i thought the stuff that you're earning i didn't care about so i didn't care if i got the levels or not and i just kind of play apex to play apex The, the battle pass doesn't drive me like it does say in rocket league yeah and so, um, you know, today we played Rocket League and we played modes that we normally wouldn't play because the challenges that were connected to them gave us Rocket Pass credit and it resets on Tuesday and we were like, oh, we got to do it. It's like there's an example that it changed the way we played the game because we wanted those. Um, not so much in season one of, of um, Apex Legends. We are going to get a new legend. We are going to get a new weapon. But the first time ever, they came out and said there are going to be changes done to the map. So they basically said, "What did you think? Uh, did you think the map was going to stay the same forever? 
They didn't say what was going to happen, but it does look like something is going to happen to the map. Uh, it might just be some of the areas, you know, maybe maybe uh, a destruction or new cities or an expansion. Who knows? But something's going to happen to the map. Um, they did also come out and say something interesting, and I really like this. The updates will remain seasonal, and they're doing this to help the work-life balance of their team. So currently, Respawn has two groups. They have their Star Wars group, and they have their Apex Legends group. They have stopped any other games, which a lot of which we were originally told they were going to be releasing multiple games this year. Um, now they're looks like they're moving away from releasing a new Titanfall, kind of putting that on hold to make sure that the teams are supporting both the Star Wars side and Apex Legends side. And the big thing is, in a world of crunch, as we've talked about, crunch mm-hmm. time and... Big problem in the gaming industry. Big problem in the gaming industry. Um, Fortnite is a is a leader in crunch time, and they reference that, is that they don't want to do that. Um, that's not fair to the people that have helped make this game successful and so they want to keep the game great keep the game the best they can and and improve it but not at the sacrifice of their employees that was that's respectable i like it i'm completely on board with it nice work respawn uh we're not gonna spend any more time on this but in june when we get more details you know we'll be talking about it again for sure all right patreon news topic of the week you vote on this every week if you're a patron. We appreciate your support at patreon.com slash gameslomedia. This week we talk about a video game that um, is taking, it's got some interesting facts here. This video game can detect early stages of Alzheimer's better than medical tests. That's uh. That, this is this is wild. Okay, I I, I saw this article. Anything your wild child well, does. Pampers Cruisers three. All right. Well, that yeah. was a <laughs> that was an ad in the in the website here. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do we want to edit that out real quick or later? Or? Go ahead. We can edit it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll edit it out. We'll just get that later somehow. Okay. All right. Sounds good. We don't want to talk about Pampers diapers? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this is not a diaper cast. All right. Just a few minutes of playing a certain video game could help identify the earliest stages of Alzheimer's in ways existing medical tests can't. So, a new study used on a smartphone app called Sea Hero Quest uh, was monitoring how gamers with or without a genetic uh, predisposition to position um, to the disease, navigate the virtual world, using their thumbs to move a little boat through a series of marine time mazes. Uh, this type of test was key because of the uh, one of the factors for identifying the, uh, the disease. Um, and I'm terrible at pronouncing it. Where, where is it in the article? Let's see if I can pronounce it. I'll let you find it there. It's, it's, it's in that, that second paragraph there. Do, 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 do. It's a navigation uh, function. We'll just leave it with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find it in the article. But so. players with a high genetic risk for the disease took less efficient routes to reach checkpoints in the game. Researchers found um, the movement patterns were identified among players in the genetic risk pool who had not yet displayed any other memory problems. So this is the interesting thing, is that by them studying this, it's it's a it's one of those factors that trigger first where before this um 
And some of the, the factors that they scan for, that they test for, are late factors in the disease. So it's already progressed, progressed too farther along before they can actually diagnose it. So, you know, um, that's this is kind of crazy that a game can help them um, in, in this way. But the... Um, so they basically, the cool thing about this, though, is that by casting an online global net for survey subjects, scientists also managed to reach their conclusions in what may be described as warp speed. They marked the equivalent of five hours worth of lab research um, for every two minutes of gameplay. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And they said because of vast sums of data um, about each player are available in every second of play. So... Uh, the findings offer wide-ranging possibilities, including aiding the development of more personalized measures for future diagnostics and drug treatment programs. This is the largest dementia study in history. Wow, that's super cool. And so the reason, and, and the reason they were able to do this is, again, they, uh, did, they, they tested this through the Sea Hero Quest to engage casual gamers around the globe. Making their scientific purposes clear up front, developers focused on Apple and Android users in the United Kingdom, letting them decide whether to allow researchers to collect the data about how they maneuvered through the game's virtual world. They ended up with 4.3 million players, setting the stage for what they call the largest dementia study in history. Scientists then homed in on the data for more than 27,000 players between the ages of 50 and 75, the group at the highest risk of developing the disease, um, to create a global benchmark for how most people navigate the game. So they compared those results to the performance of 60 people in a lab setting, 31 with the, with the gene APOE4, um, which increases the risk of the disease, and 29 without. Crosscheck revealed that a clear difference in movement patterns among those in the risk pool were opted for less efficient paths and the other player than the other players. Wow. That, I mean, it's so it's really cool that we'll be able to detect Alzheimer's a little bit earlier and maybe start understanding the way it affects people's brains while they're still young. Yeah, exactly. That's super cool. So I need to stop saying things are super cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it is it is really um, I mean, this is, I don't want to call it cool. Like, this is obviously a, yeah. a super scary thing that people deal with. And, but it, this is a way where we can understand it at a much earlier stage. We, we can see things, we can watch progression, we can, you know, maybe gain that data that we haven't been able to gain before because it was already gone. That, that could lead to a new answer, that could lead to a longer life a better life before yeah. before the disease you know does end up you know winning or whatever you want to call it but um you know memory tests are still the standard i want to I want you know this to understand is that this is not replacing anything the the people that did this study and the doctors that are involved still um focus on on what is you know tested and proven so there is still a lot of those things that they're doing um, don't don't think those are outdated. Don't think they're bad. This is just an additional piece that they have now that they can use to help. And I think it's it's just cool because obviously here we are involving a video game uh, that is that is helping doctors understand a disease that we're still fighting to hopefully one day um, find a cure for or find a, a way to reverse it or yeah. or at least again make a patient 
better over over their lifespan. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I don't really have much more to get into this. I think, um, you know, this is uh, it, it's really cool. I, I think the patrons nailed it with with voting on this topic today. I look forward to hopefully some more information coming out of this, expanding. I want to see how this expands over time. Uh, the fact that they opened it up to to Apple and Android, and they right now they were just testing within the UK. Um, this is something where it's like, well, <laughs> like part of me was like, I'm gonna go download this game, and then part of me was like, I don't maybe maybe I don't want to. <laughs> I thought about it again. I was like, oh man, I don't know if I want to know. Um, but, but at the same time, it is, it is, um, a really, really cool idea, especially the fact that it's not like this game got developed and like, this was accidental. Like they, like they, they clearly, they developed this and then publicly upfront told people why they're doing it and how it could help them. Would you help us? Yes or no. And, and had a, had a very good response rate to it, um, so yeah, I mean, this is this is really positive, and I'd like to. I, I can't wait to see where maybe apps like this. I don't necessarily want to call it a game, but programs and apps like this that can help us further understand the working of the mind and stuff like that. For sure. All right, good job, patrons. We're gonna move it on. That's been our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Visit gameslamedia.com and continue the conversation in our Discord. We're there every day talking gamers, talking games with gamers from around the world. So it's time for a quick, quick Zilla update. I'm not even going to play the music. It's going to be so quick. All right. Zilla update. It's over. It's happening. My quick Zilla update. Two nights ago, my wife wakes me up in the middle of the night. I like where this is going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. She's like, are you having a nightmare? Because I have sleep paralysis. I have sleep problems. She was worried about me. I was like, what? Why? She's like, because you just like l- let out a yell while you're sleeping. Like, you're like, oh, you were sleeping. Oh, I just done thought you were having like a nightmare. And I was like, no, no. I was just having a dream. I was playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and, and at that point, she shoves me. Like, in irritation that I woke her up yelling because I was dreaming about Mortal Kombat, she rolls over and goes back to sleep, and I go, ah, I must have been losing. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably having a nightmare I was in that scorpion tower again. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, gaming moment for me, I don't, I'm trying to think, I don't think I have a, it's Mortal Kombat. I'm playing so much Mortal Kombat that I'd say that's just my gaming moment. I've been really in, into this, uh, into this game, and, and, to the point where I've uh, I have officially broken out the arcade stick, the the MK9 oh, giant wooden box arcade stick because I got really fed up with the DualShock controller. As much as you like it, I just I'm I'm an ar- I'm an arcade stick guy. So um, elitist, yeah, I'm an elitist exactly. But um, MK11, that's definitely the gaming moment uh, of the week. Is just powering through the story mode, and usually, honestly, at that point. Kind of fading off of a video, off of a fighter because I don't play a ton online, but I'm still here, and I'm still going at it. And now I'm like, hey, the platinum trophy is very achievable here. I'm gonna go for the platinum trophy. So I've just been every day that I've been playing. I've been looking at the trophy list and saying I'm gonna try to check that one off, mm-hmm. just one at a time, taking my time, enjoying the game, not letting it control me. Well, how I play the game, but um, yeah. it's controlling me. Yeah, I mean a little bit. I mean, still, I guess a little bit, but, but yeah, no, it's been a good time. Um, let us know what you think, though. What, what's your gaming moment of the week? That's in the Discord. Go to gameslimited.com, click on that Discord button, 
hang out in the PlayStation channel where we're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat every day and let us know, uh, you know, who's your favorite fighter? What what are you up to? Uh, how many how many wins do you have? What level are you? <laughs> I think I think I'm level twenty four. I think I'm twenty. Okay, yeah. eighteen twenty. There you go. I'm going to give you that shotgun rundown of the other great shows that we offer on the GameZilla Media Network and at GameZillaMedia.com. Of course, Legend of Retro, Retro Gaming Podcast. Uh, I need I need not say more. It's awesome. Uh, they dive into a, a game every single week and uh, give you uh, their personal memories as well, some history, and you know, to talk about the music from the game. Noobs and Dragons, it's an adventure where Dungeon Master Craig WK takes uh, some noobs through their first Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Last Action Podcast, all about action movies. Movie Blast Podcast, more of a variety of movies, and it's a quick 20-30 uh, minute blast through the movie. And then Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast all great shows from games on media we appreciate everybody that puts all their hard work in for all these shows and we appreciate all of our supporters wouldn't be possible without you um and then i do want to remind people that we do have the uh the youtube channel which is uh where you can catch highlights of this show you can catch craig wk long plays uh, all sorts of stuff going on at youtube we have our streamers that i've talked about um over and over again but Spidey 2KX, Owl Zero, Player One Miggy, myself, Grim the Dino. We got people, those are all on Facebook. People over on Twitch, we have Matrix on Stage. Our brand new streamer who's been uh, taking up the, some of the morning streams, Craig WK, has made his way to Twitch and it's seems glorious. to be having a really good time. So make sure to stop by his new stream, give him some support. And, and show them some love. So, um, but yeah, we have plenty of people. You can check out all the streamers right on gameslandmedia.com. But, uh, you know, support support the community um, that, that gives back for sure. Our blog and everything is all available on the website. So if you're listening to all the podcasts every week and you want more stuff, make sure you're reading the blogs. Make sure you're checking out YouTube and, uh, you know, and absorbing all that extra content that's in the Discord. All right. I don't think we got anything left, so this has been the uh, Mortal Kombat 11 special with the uh, fast forward of everything else that we talked about. But just remember, we are your. Oh, you're gonna. Yeah, yeah. Let's get that no, going. No, let's uh, get it going. Uh, you, you screwed it up again. Yeah, it's it, it just you gotta click into a lot of different yeah. stuff. Ooh, there it is. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into episode 257 of the Mortal Kombat podcast. Sponsored by GameZilla Podcast. We are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Fight. <laughs>